Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. I'm Kevin. And I'm John. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look back at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. Hi, everybody. Kevin, how are you, buddy? I don't this is a musical episode. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling be, great. The beer is helping. Yeah. How, uh, it's numbing yeah, my pain. That's life, right? <laughs> that's life. <laughs> that's what people say. Oh, my it God. It is the musical episode. It is, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I have no idea what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we are back. Uh, hello. Yeah, we hope you guys are doing all right wherever in the world you happen to yeah. be. We wish you a happy Thursday here in Atlanta. Big love to our listeners in Germany. <laughs> Big love to our listeners in Australia and England. We see you guys. If you're a cowboy from Miami, we salute you. Yes. If you're a, a Buddhist from Providence or a or an autumn auto like whatever a, a if you union work in a Pontiac if you work for that a, doesn't <laughs> exist in portland <laughs> yeah if you work for the non-existent portland uh pontiac plant <laughs> hello to you too um uh, we are we are super we're pleased as punch that you're with us tonight <laughs> if or you today. can't tell we're in high spirits yeah we just found out we're still alive <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean what does that mean i don't know it's deep though but yeah, we're going to talk some more about um, one of my favorite guilty pleasures from the 80s slash 90s. Best of the best. Right. Love this movie. Yeah, as far as movies goes, it's not the best of the best. <laughs> but, but it is a movie. <laughs> I, I will say that um, I, did, I watched it. Did you think you were going to hate it? Did you read reviews before you watched it? I did it? not. I went in 100% blind. The only frame of reference that I had was, as we mentioned in the first episode, that Johnny Lawrence in Cobra Kai loves this fucking movie. Yes. And, and that you love this fucking movie. And so... I, what that, more do you need was, to know? That was my frame of <laughs> reference. I went in knowing exactly... And I think that that's the thing, too, is that if you go in and you have... Granted, subjectively loved these kinds of movies uh -huh. for most of your life. When you see a movie like this, you're pretty forgiving. And even if you've never seen it, it did it feel already familiar? Yeah, totally. Like, it's just like, oh, yeah, this follows the same beats of every one of these movies. Yeah, exactly. And we'll talk about it when we get to the to the last episode. So whatever I'm alluding to, you'll have to stick around for three more weeks to figure out what it is <laughs> that I'm talking about. But it does. It follows a formula. It's very familiar. And I think that that's one of the reasons why it's like you watch this and you're like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's I, not going to win an Oscar. No, it's not supposed to. No, exactly. It's supposed to be a, a fun way to spend 90 minutes or yeah. two hours or yeah, whatever exactly. it is, right? I love it. So, yeah. um, What dude, movie is I, this again? It's Best of the okay, Best. Okay, that's right. I want to say, though, for a second, <laughs> when I was watching the first episode of um, Cobra Kai, which I was, I love Karate Kid more than anyone else I know. Right. And I was worried that, oh, this show's going to, like, fuck up my 
my you know love of this and, and franchise. probably mess with the legend you know yeah it's like anytime they try to re it's not always a hit when they try to man they've done that show right yeah and when he went home and put on fucking iron eagle <laughs> in the first episode i lost my shit i was like oh this is made for me like yeah. this is made exactly for me yeah I had me and a friend. We had gone to see. They were doing like a re-release of Karate Kid and on the big screen, but you had to sit through like the first couple episodes of Cobra Kai first. Or that was whatever. worth it, man. Yeah, and and I was like, oh, this show is fucking say, that great. Sounds like a I great deal. This. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really really well done. Um, Zabka, he he's that's the role he was born to play. We've <laughs> talked about it before, but so it, good. He's truly it's truly the the role he was born to play. Yeah, watching watching uh, Johnny Lawrence try to like function in society is amazing <laughs> to me. But Just, anyway, we we digress. Yeah, there's a we'll, we'll turn it, the clock back to the 80s. 1989. It was a simpler time. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like all times are complicated. We're just more aware of the complications now. Um, who gets us caught up as far as the... Mm. You want to get us caught I up? Gotcha, what buddy. happened? Nothing happened in the last... Also, like, literally very little, yeah. Um, we got, basically, there's, I guess, a karate slash taekwondo tournament to happen between Team USA and Team Korea. What we're made to understand is that it's it's not the Olympics or a world championship. It's just like an invitational. Yeah, they say it happens every three years later on in the movie, but whatever. Right. Um, actually, it's based on... Uh, the actor Philip Ree, who plays the lead in the movie, he was he represented Team USA against Team Korea, like in the Asia Games in okay. 1980. So it's like sort of that's what gave him the kernel of the idea for this Great story. Idea. Yeah, yeah, I like I'm into it. it. But so yeah, we got um, an American team and a Korean team. They're going to face each other in a martial arts tournament. So the Koreans are like a well-oiled machine over in Korea. They've got their They've got like 150 dudes they could choose from that are all badasses. Right. And in America, they're having like an open sort of tryout. So I guess it's an invitational, not an open tryout. But right. we meet our our five guys who go to tryouts. They make the team. There's um Sonny Grasso, Virgil Keller, Travis Brickley, who's like a troublemaker cowboy from Miami. We've got <laughs> Alex Grady. He's a That's so dumb. He's like a sort of a 30-something father from Portland with a bad shoulder who has been away from karate he's, for a few he's years. He's like the underdog of the underdogs. Yes. Right? And then we've he's got... He's over the hill. And then we've got Tommy Lee, who's like the golden god. Like, he's clearly awesome. Best guy on the team. He's a sensei. He teaches kids taekwondo. He's going to be like our star of the team, I guess. Mm -hmm. So those are our uh, team. They're selected by Coach Kuzo, played by James Earl Jones. Darth Vader himself. I want to know what you did with the plans you intercepted. <laughs> yes. Um, and that's where we're at. They've just been selected to the team. Right. So, yeah, after the team selections have been announced, the fighters are all excitedly introducing themselves to each other as they enter a locker room, and they're like media guys snapping pictures. So while the boys are all jawing, Don, the trainer, tries to get everyone's attention, but he's unsuccessful. So Coach Kuzo jumps up with his boom and goes, Eddie's! He tells everyone... <laughs> Dude, I see this era of James Earl Jones, like, I just expect... I'm going to say it probably a hundred times the last four episodes we're going to do here, but every time I just want to say, Baseball, Ray! Baseball, Ray! <laughs> so yeah, Eddie's! Any given moment, I expect to hear, Baseball! People will come, Ray! 
people will most definitely come. This almost has to be like the follow-up that he did right after Field of Dreams. Right after? Or before. And when did Field of Dreams come out? To me, it's like 88, Uh, right? That's a great question. It's 88 or 90. This would have been probably either just before or just after. But yeah, like you were saying, like he is he is the golden goose. He's the draw, the box office draw in this movie. So he tells everyone that's not on the uh, he tells everyone that's not on the team to get the fuck out. Um, Kuzo is a hard ass, uh, telling them to address him as coach or Mister, and then he pronounces it Kuzo. And it was at this moment that we realized that the decision had been made at some point to accent the final vowel Kuzo. Kuzo. At least on his part. So Kuzo says that starting tomorrow, they are his for the next three months. And that apparently means no women, <laughs> no alcohol, no drugs. You will eat, sleep, and shit competition. That's no fun. Sounds <laughs> painful. Uh, I need a supplement for that. So Kuzo says that there are two other rules. Number one, don't be late. Don't ever be late. It shows disrespect to me, to the sport, and to your teammates. Two, Baseball. <laughs> I just want it. I want it. I need it. Baseball, Ray. People will most definitely come. We did no two. Help me take this mask off. <laughs> Simba. Uh, so we expect you to function as a team, he says. I'll say this only once. A team is not a team if you don't give a damn about one another. So he tells them that they are members of the that's, U.S. Wait, that's the... Th- to me, as the story plays out, that's like the theme of yeah, the movie. Totally. Definitely. Okay. So he tells them that they are members now of the U.S. National Karate Team, <laughs> that they represent the United States of America, and their only objective is to win. The guys clap. They're like into Alex it. Is, Alex and Tommy are like, fuck yeah. I'm not so sure this hard-nosed approach would go over that well. It's In, like That's like the Cobra Kai philosophy, you know, like yeah, uh, Sensei Crease philosophy i think like a miyagi or fucking shidoshi tanaka or zian from like it's more like it's more of a spiritual balanced like spiritually balanced enlightened person these is are, usually the goal these are americans kevin they only know they, only, they <laughs> victory like, run in there and fuck shit up take shit that doesn't belong to you at any cost okay so <laughs> he tells them that once they're settled in don is gonna come. I love Don's little eyebrow waggle. He's like, hey, like Don, Don. I love Don. Don man. is a great character. So he tells him Don's gonna take them to town for their last night of freedom before training starts. If some of you are lucky, you might even get laid. Yeah, I love that Don's down to clown. So yeah, he says the bus to town leaves at 1900 hours sharp. How would that have worked? The fucking. I, I like, don't know. would they have had to fuck like on the premises, fucking Top Gun style? Yeah. Like, because yeah. they're not like gonna leave. We're talking about in they're the on a shuttle bus or something, right? In the stall, right? like something, like right <laughs> on so, the counter. I don't know. I have this counter in mind, right? <laughs> <laughs> that seems very comfortable. Yeah. So Sonny is confused be. by the military time. Travis rudely explains it's seven p.m. Pinhead. I knew, I, I knew that. I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. So in the hallway, if there was a Stallone in this movie, he would have been Sonny. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I knew but that. He, but he wouldn't have been funny. Uh, let's do uh, it. I knew deeper. That. 
Do you? So in the hallway, Jennings, uh, Jennings is the guy who's on the board. I, like he's heading yeah, up the he's sponsorship like the, the board of directors of USA Karate or something. Yeah, he's the money guy. Jennings tells Cuzo that he wants him to meet someone called Wade. It's someone I met last year, he says, on a trip to the Far East. Quite an extraordinary person, really. Trained in all kinds of things. Psychology, sports medicine, kinetics. Has a new book out now on the power of the mind. Something of a sensei, actually, he says. Cuzo isn't too keen on bringing in another coach. I don't need any damn sensei. I feel like that's exactly what's needed. Yeah, I was like, there's not a lot of that going on here right now, it seems. Um, But Jennings says that you know, hey, there's a trainer's position open and the board mm-hmm. wants Wade to fill it. So the whole vibe, the vibe is that Kuzo has no choice. And it's like the mirror scene, I think, from earlier where Kuzo wanted Alex Grady on the team and this guy Jennings wasn't so sure. Right. Like, I feel like this is, you know, a fair compromise. Yeah, it's like you've got to listen to us if we have to listen to you. So Kuzo takes the dossier on Wade and walks away. Cut to student housing. <laughs> Don's leading the team into the dormitory where they're going to be living during training. He mutters something that sounds like, right, this way, boys. And, it, <laughs> and, and that's where I'm sure that it's like, it's a choice and a great one for Don to be like unintelligible. Oh, uh, yeah. I think this actor is like, gives, turns in one of the more interesting performances of the film. But it's, I think it's, it's, it is probably chain smoking Don. But it's probably like the impetus for so many performances of a guy Boonhauer, uh the dude from Waterboy <laughs> that you can't understand anytime he talks <laughs> to like so many in the, and that's the same kind of movie as this where it's like you've got a guy you just can't understand what he's saying. Yeah. So anyway, Travis, um our Miami cowboy intentionally runs Tommy into the door jam which knocks his water bottle into his teeth. He then racistly mocks him with a with an Asian, "Ah, oh, so sorry." Yeah. T- Tommy's like offended and this is the like it's just not it's not cool. And no <laughs> one says anything. Yeah. That's I'll, what gets me is like, everyone's like looking at each other like, we didn't like that, but no one speaks up. Yeah, Alex, Sonny, and Virgil all seem bothered, but they don't say a thing. How the fuck do you not say anything? I think it was just a different time. Like, honestly, <laughs> I, I, I really do. It's just like, well, uh, we're not we're not like that, but we're <sighs> not going to say something because it's not our place to say something. How about Travis also blasting Golden Earrings, Radar Love? During, like, I wonder how Golden Earring feels about their music being played underneath racism. Uh, I just like, they have no say in it, I think. But They were probably like, where's our check? We to me, that's arguably the most popular song in this whole movie. Right. And it was used in this moment, not one of the others. But anyway. Right. Not in a, a more prominent moment. <laughs> yeah, this Under moment 10 of seconds of racism. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. So anyway, we see that Tommy and Alex uh, are going to be roomies. <laughs> they enter the room, and I love that Like Tommy's like, hey, I'm going to take this bed now. It's like, yeah, man, go for it. He that, flips like, on the light switch, and it turns on just this tiny little desk lamp that's on the dresser. But it's overhead lighting. No, like, there was no overhead lighting. I was just oh. like, oh, this room's going to be dark as hell at night. <laughs> so... um yeah, so Alex starts like <laughs> making himself at home. Starts like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck is that? I think it was like Eric Roberts. A choice, Eric. Yeah, he was probably like, this is what I do when I'm when he's Dude. like when I'm in a new place making myself at home. I think it was it's supposed to make him relatable because normal people make mouth trumpet sounds. No. Once upon a time, you and I were roommates. We were. And if you had pulled some shit like that on the day we were moving <laughs> in, like strangers to each other, you would have got tossed out the window. 22 years ago, my friend. 
That'd be like, I'd be like, who the fuck am I living with? <laughs> like mouth trumpet. I don't know. Yeah. So that um, was strange. As he's giving this little oral concert, he pulls out a framed <laughs> eight by 10 family photo. And as he's standing it down on the nightstand, he goes, <laughs> <laughs> subtle as if to say, ask me about my photo. Such an attention grabbing like, move. What the fuck? I it's wonder, a weird performance wonder, he's turning in. I'm but fascinated. I, I really wonder if it was like, Tommy knew he was going to have his back turned, so he's like, "I'll give like a throat clearing, so you'll oh, know yeah. when to no, say something tur- about it." No, no, I think it was. Tur- I think it was like his character was like, <clears throat> "I want you to look at my picture and ask me about it." It's fucking eight by ten. Uh, yeah, so big. Tommy obliges, looks over, and politely takes an interest in the picture. Alex says. It's like a yeah yeah it's a it's him and a woman and a little baby yeah it's like he my son Walter he's five and Tommy's like going on fifty huh or something like that and yeah. he's like and and Alex's like ha, how did you know and Tommy shares that he works with kids mm-hmm. he then says um, <laughs> that Alex's wife is very pretty and Alex says she was she was and <laughs> fucking oh, hell heavy I feel like that that was the whole point of getting the picture oh, yeah. out he's like it's like ask me about my dead I hope he asked about my dead wife he's so like tells me right he tells beautiful. her she died when he was little. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. And he's like, yeah, me too. And uh, then just Jesus. sort of emotionally walks away. Yeah, we're going to read later on some some big snippets of Roger Ebert's review. But it's like, <laughs> I feel like this is one of those moments that he was probably like, this movie fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. And this yeah, is me too. Yeah. It's such a fucking sort of passive aggressive play that yeah. he made there. Yeah. So that's apparently enough of that conversation because Alex gets up to go brush his teeth. Meanwhile, in the Abbott and Costello suite. Yeah, like in a different room, Sonny wearing large headphones, sharing a room with assistant coach Don, who's clacking away on his computer at a desk full of gear and videotapes, and he's just like chain smoking in the room. Chain smoking Salem's like throughout. And that would fucking suck to be stuck uh, in the room with a smoker if you're I, like trying to, I mean, trying to be a world class athlete yeah, in training. Um, yeah, so Sonny's like... Why, are they, why is Don being made to share a room? I was wondering with, the same doesn't thing. Doesn't he live like, there? Maybe not. Maybe this just. Maybe he lives elsewhere all, during the year. Yeah, they're all, I think, in L.A. just for training and stuff. It's like summer camp. But would he not have... They would give him his own they, spot. He would have his own room. He's not a... Unless yeah. Jennings just had it out for Don. He's going to share a room with one of these fucks. Maybe. So anyway, Sonny, like, looking out the window says, this is definitely not Detroit. Yeah, no shit. Like, what do you mean by that? In that it's a different city, state, part of the country, uh, yeah. region? It's part of this running joke about they can't hear each other. Like, uh, So Don rapid fire mumbles that he's, I never been there before. I want to select. See, I think he had a cigarette in his mouth or a pen yeah, or something. Still, yeah, but still, it doesn't matter. It's like, I've never been in that part of the country before. Detroit, what's the line? What so, did you say? Sonny's like, he didn't catch the question. And so Don repeats himself. And then Sonny starts to d- describe Detroit. He's like, it's what, what you might call urban. It's kind of post-urban. This is great. This whole thing, this, is where, this is where I feel like their like script help was like, you know, like those movies of Berlin after the war. Well, that's my that's the view out my window. <laughs> Which is there are some parts of Detroit that that's for real what it still looks like. It I think sounds that, like the RoboCop Detroit. You it's know? come it's yeah. come a long way. Yeah, the old city. But um, yeah. So as Don goes in search of an ashtray, see s- Don had a Texas license plate on his shelf okay. and all this stuff, which made me think he must. At first, I was like, it would make more sense if they were in Texas right now, based on what comes next. But I think they are in California. Yeah, but I think Don is like a Texas boy. Okay, well, that's what I'm taking from his license plate. That so yeah, and his his draw. Don likes like go go. I'm looking for ashtray. (laughs) So Sonny remarks on all of Don's gear. Don, who is half out the door, comes back in. What you say? 
Sonny with his head- say? Yeah. Sonny with his headphones on, like half on, didn't hear all that, and he goes, what? What? So there's all a good right. gag going between these two. I, I actually do like it's this. It's like some who's on first type shit. Yeah. So Don explains that he's got video of every major tournament for the past five years and statistics on every major fighter. Describes himself as something of a collector. <laughs> on a big-ass stack of three-and-a-half-inch floppies. <laughs> I love that. And Sonny's like, hey, I'm a collector, too. Mm. He shows off his collection of opera CDs, which he describes as rare shit. The <laughs> CDs are in one of those big-ass like nylon zip-up cases that yeah. holds like 20 or 30 CDs. And I know I rocked one of those. Oh, I keep one in the trunk of my car just filled with like my my roadside assistance yeah. type shit. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it's a case I, exactly I, like I that. I had it up until a couple of years ago. But then I, I also love that he's got his disc man hooked up to like the speakers that he's brought with yeah, him. Yeah, dude. How so, rare can that shit be though if it's on disc? Um, Could it still be rare? I don't know what that even I, means. It's been digitized. They, they don't make... A lot of those discs, uh, like and, yeah. the pressings, and then they're out of print. Yeah, and this so is rare shit. That's like when I used to go to like <laughs> McKay in, in Knoxville. I would like you know stock up on opera CDs. I thought you'd be. I thought you might stuff. be into yeah, this. I bit. love this because I totally identify with it. So yeah, he hits play and plays him the like the tail end of La Donna Immobile from Rigoletto, and Don seems to like legitimately love. It. He's like conducting along. He's like super happy about I it. I love this for I them. Do too. Like they were legit. I think into each other's interests. Yeah, they were bonding. That's like two nice guys. This is what yeah. you hope. So. Um, yeah, definitely love that. So <laughs> then in another room, Travis this is my favorite. Travis room. <laughs> is shadow boxing in front of a mirror, fully dressed in his cowboy getup. Mm-hmm. While He's Vir- ready to party, man. While Virgil's meditating. He's ready to plow. <laughs> Virgil, I've seen some fine-looking local snapper out there, <laughs> and I think they could use some of this sweet Miami love muscle, if you know what I'm talking about. Never heard the phrase love muscle before, but I think we all know what you're talking about. What do you mean? Yeah, he grabs his crotch. Where did he see the girls? At the tryouts? I guess, yeah. Or maybe just on the bus over. I don't know. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah, I've got this, I've got this friend, I will not call him a coincidence, a friend that I met through another friend that... I don't think is listening to this, but it like, it doesn't matter. We'll be out in public in a public place and it doesn't matter how conventionally attractive or homely or whatever a human being is. He salivates over every woman. Like every woman is like completely bangable. I love that for him. And I feel like, I feel like that's, that's That's sort of Travis. Travis. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, Virgil is meditating. He's, Deep in a trance, does not react. He's like, come on, Virgil. You can do that for three months. We're talking about young things. I love that. We're talking about young things. <laughs> talking about inner and outer labia here. Labia. <laughs> Don't like labia. That's gross. It makes it so much more like un like uh, no, you it's, mad. it's very like, clinical. Yeah. We're talking about the bus leaving if you don't get up and get dressed. <laughs> you, you look like, like a pinata. Yeah. I love that. He did look like a pinata. Yeah, he, he's the like, pinata he's like, line kills me. Yeah. Uh, he, he's like asking what he's going to do. He's going to, you sit around and play with your ball all night. He can't get his attention. Finally, he gives up saying, fine, I'll go it alone. He makes like he's going to leave. And then Virgil, like who has been meditating with his eyes open, like his eyes follow Travis across the room. He's like, Travis, inner and, and outer labia. <laughs> <laughs> Travis gets a big skeezy, you know, like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And Virgil like hops too. It's time to get down. I'm at a loss for what we're supposed to think about <laughs> Travis. This one. We've I, seen him be racist and and funny. That's what I'm also talking like about. A it's like bag. That's what I'm talking about. Is this this is locker room talk, but still there's something <laughs> it's like you don't wanna 
it's I, I don't know if it's because we love Chris Penn or what the deal is. Mm. Just the delivery of it. But anyway, uh, cut to a country and or Western bar out there in Los Angeles somewhere. Exactly. Like, this feels like we're in the double deuce. How did they make that choice? Was it Travis probably? No, was like, I think Take Travis us to a Western or bar. the Texas guy, Don, was like, I Maybe. know the perfect spot. I come here every year for the invitation. Exactly. I come here every year for the invitation. But it's kind of like that... Um, the spot in 48 hours, like yeah. where it's no, that's San Francisco. And he finds like the, the country West. I mean, I'm sure there is a country bar somewhere but it's also in Los in Angeles. Twins. Well, they're on but the they're in Albuquerque or something. So, but, but you could find yeah, a country bar so. in New Mexico easier than Los Angeles. When I think country bar, I always think of places like, I think Texas and Tennessee, but I guess people listen to country music all over oh, the yeah. country. And there's, there's rednecks everywhere for sure. They're including Los Angeles. Salt of the earth. <laughs> we love you. Yeah, don't stop listening to the show. We're not talking about you. We're talking about them. So anyway, uh, people are dancing, having a grand time while Travis is surveying the joint, looking for both varieties of labia. <laughs> Cut to a swarthy-looking redneck and his female companion standing in front of what looks like a painting of W.C. Fields yes, holding a pool cue uh, at an Minnesota fat. Like or what the hell? So the redneck is apparently playing Sonny, who wins that game and holds out his hand, looking for his payout. Sonny had the Van Dam like pants on. He the did pleats. pleats. There was like wall to wall pleats. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, th- those were from some Gerbeau, uh <laughs> Francois Gerbeau. Uh Meanwhile, Travis uh, has posted up <laughs> next to the women's restroom. As a a young woman heads to the bathroom, he asks, "You going number one or number two? <laughs> I fell out laughing when he it's, said that. I I did too. You can't say that, but it's hilarious. <laughs> it's I don't know what. I wonder what the real life I, reaction would I be. I think that if it's the right girl, they probably think it's hysterical. It, but then if it's most women, it's probably like the woman in the movie. Drop dead. Fuck you, asshole. Yeah, it's like I didn't come to this bar to be like accosted by you, which is true. <laughs> um, and it's gross that he's there asking that question next to the bathroom. It's yeah. like not. It's not commendable, but it is. In its way, because it's a movie and we can suspend our disbelief. We can detach ourselves it's from comedic. the manners. It is funny. So Travis looks proud of himself for this joke. So we go back to the pool table. Sonny does get paid. Meanwhile, at the bar, Virgil's sipping on some brown something in a glass, keeping to himself. Alex and Tommy Virgil, are sitting beside him. I got to say, Virgil has like a little John thing going on. What like do you, mean? you. Yeah. He had that vibe, like your vibe. Yeah. A little bit. What do you mean? Just like. Do tell. Calm and. and oh, yeah. And totally. like. That's my deal at a bar, too. It's just like. Yeah. I, no, I just. No, it's a. It's a. A compliment to the two of you. I appreciate that, buddy. Yeah, I I think that that's I liked Virgil just because he was about his business. Just a very calm demeanor and like like a serene. Yeah, I love it. And this is this scene for as crazy as it is. It's these moments where like these guys are just sitting at the bar dicking around with each other. Uh-huh. Where I'm like, this scene does it for me. It works like as much shit as other people talk about in some of the reviews. There's some that great I read. laughs in this yeah. scene too, but yeah. also just like the camaraderie amongst like Alex and Tommy sitting at the bar, like chatting, you know, just talking and surveying the scene. So the hot woman that Travis was harassing in the bathroom walks up and tries to get Virgil's attention, mm-hmm. and like he turns and accidentally spills his drink on her. <laughs> the, re- the reaction from, from Alex and Tommy's also they're like mouthing they're like, like wow, speechless I it's like what? believe like I, it's 
like it's unbelievable that this klutz did this. I love that Virgil asks, "Is like, did it burn you?" <laughs> and no, I think it was an Irish coffee. Yeah, so she and she says no, and he complains like, "Bartender, the coffee wasn't hot enough. It's Irish coffee." I yeah, I love that. <laughs> then Alex is like, "What did he say?" Like yeah, like everyone's awkwardly quiet for a moment because they think he's a total space cadet, but then he like cracks a big smile, like, like letting us know that this was a joke. So uh-huh. she's like, "I thought you were serious." He's like, "No, I'm Virgil." And she says her name's Carol Ann. So it's like this this meet cute is kind of awesome. And Alex is like turns to, to Carol Ann to, to Tommy. Carol Ann. Of course, her name's Carol Ann. <laughs> she was hella cute. Yeah, she dude. was very, very, very cute. So Virgil asked Carrie Ann to dance, and then, and then and then Alex like you burned her hand, and she'd love to dance. I yeah, that, I loved all this, this. Alex's like commentary throughout is amazing to me. The These bartender, the, did you know the bartender looked like fucking pissed? Like, or like he couldn't believe that this guy was gonna like get to dance with Carol Ann. Like, that's an know, interesting choice. Like he was just in the background, sort of shaking his head, and maybe like, he'd been trying to make it with Carol Ann. Probably. So that's how I read it. I do like. I think that Eric Roberts is the most effective in these like group scenes mm-hmm. as far as his acting goes, but we'll talk more about that later. So anyway, Virgil walks Caroline out to the dance floor. Travis is in the background <laughs> looking amused by this, like, wow, okay, fine. Um, we see Don at his booth, like clacking away still on his word what processor. What was that thing? I think he's, he, it is a word processor. Can you see what you're typing at all? Or I is think it there's just... like a tiny, tiny little screen. Okay. And there's still manufacturers. They call it, now they call it a digital typewriter. Okay. But it's the same concept. It's basically just a modernized old word processor. It stores it on some sort of a little Yeah, I think it probably stores or... it on a SD card or something. And then you upload it. Or it's probably Bluetooth. But he was sort of just like staring off into space and he's, clacking yeah, away. Yeah, he is typing and not looking at what he's typing. Um, sort of like he's got that T9 predict on. He's able to like, <laughs> anyway, he's a, work, he's a workaholic, Kevin. So uh, he's digging the music. Then we see Travis lock eyes with the woman who's been over with the burly pool playing redneck from before. That, that is... That is Adrienne Sachs, okay. who fans of movies of this era would recognize as Tawny, one of the two women that Bob was going to get down with at his house in RoboCop right, right before <laughs> Clarence the bitches? comes. She, bitches, leave. <laughs> she was the one wearing like the gold sparkly top. Okay. The brunette. She was definitely like Travis's speed. Yeah. In this movie. In this scene. Yeah, for sure. And that, that she does this weird like sort of hair swipe. Like clears her, like moves her hair above her ear, and I was like, just like, is that like code for come and get it? Yeah, the ear is sexy. The neck is sexy. Okay, she's like revealing her ear. Yeah, she seems to be picking up what Travis is putting down, or at least looking to make several people's lives miserable. So (laughs) Travis loves the drama, man. uh, He loves to stir shit. Yeah, Travis reminds me of a more racist. More terrible Jock Peterson. Like, he's that presence he's in your clubhouse. He's here to stir the pot. Yeah, I'm here to stir. One of, we got a, one of our best men. Inside, stirring the pot. So Travis makes his approach and asks if she wants to dance. She says, hell yeah, and he whisks her away without the burly redneck even noticing. We should mention that the burly redneck is Kane Hodder. Yes. Um, best known for playing Jason in a handful of Friday 13th movies, but he's like a stuntman. He's fucking probably been in a hundred bad horror and action movies right. from the eighties and nineties and thousands and thousands of comic conventions. I'm but sure I, you never, almost never get to see his face. I think right. so. This is great. Yeah, this him. was yeah. great. Awesome. So then we see uh Sonny walk up to the bar frustrated that he's been getting nowhere with the ladies, despite <laughs> his Italian charms. That was a weird thing where he's like, nothing. 
He's like, nothing. And then Alex is mocking him. Nothing. Vodka. 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 Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I think Alex seems to be drunk for sure. And, and a little surly, maybe. I think he's just like excited to be out. You think? Maybe. Uh, I think he's true. just he's sort been of like a goofy, at home with his mom and his kids. Sort of for a the goofy last. guy. I think yeah. he's just a goofy guy. Vodka. Um, yeah, I like I like that though. It's just like probably in the director's probably, yeah, go for it. That's fine. So Alex tells Sonny that Virgil is slaying and maybe he should become a Buddhist. <laughs> so out on the dance floor, Carol Ann's whispering sweet nothings in Virgil's ear as they slow dance. What could they be talking about? And Alex, uh Buddha? Uh Buddha is one of my best laughs of the movie, too. And like you we had just said before, saying. I think Eric Roberts has a gift for comedy. Yeah, he does. He yeah. just wants to be more serious, I think. Right, but right. he should lean into his, uh, his, his yeah, strengths. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Buddha. <laughs> so out on the dance where Virgil's talking uh, like psychology and philosophy and Carol Ann's digging what he's saying. Back near the bar, a sexy woman in a tiny crop top walks past, <laughs> and Sonny hops up to Chase like, sweet belly button. I'm going to give it a shot. <laughs> These guys are killing me. I love Sonny's swag, man. Sweet belly button. Sweet belly button. Let me give it <laughs> yeah, a he's, shot. Just, he's like a child at a candy store. <laughs> so Travis is slow dancing with the oh, redneck girl. Alex is like, Alex to Tommy is like, he's a dog. Yeah, he's a dog. dog. He, he is totally. Yeah. Heart, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Travis is slow dancing with the redneck girl, hand on her ass, like kissing her neck. Dude, he was like in her butthole, like up to his <laughs> knuckle. <laughs> it was like deep. Uh, deeper so when when this uh, turn of events is brought to the attention of Bert the redneck whose name we now learn from one of his lackeys hey, he Bert, becomes enraged you might want to look at the dance yeah. floor so as Travis is making his move deeper and deeper in in, in, in the booty <laughs> he's massaging her prostate, her non-existent yeah. prostate yeah Alex steps away to make a collect call to home man <laughs> pay phones call. am I right blast from the past anyway yep. but a collect call like I don't, I don't have the quarters to do this. <laughs> no. So yeah, it's it's truly a blast from another time. So just then, Coach Cuzo quietly enters the little Nashville club in Los Angeles, California. Dude, I feel like he's taking his life in his hands yeah. walking into this place. Well, I don't know. California is probably all right. So, but he like hardly seems impressed with the team's choice of night spot. But did he did he know some shit was gonna pop off? Like, what's he, he doing? I there? think he's just assuming that it is. He's like, I need to be there because with this riffraff, especially Travis. There's going to be a fight. It was like uh, like Zian uh, in, in Kickboxers. Like, Why those guys want to jump me? It's like or you fight? take them to a place that you know they're going to get into trouble. Yeah, exactly. Almost. Take the Westerner to the to the local bar. So anyway, back on the dance floor, Travis is still going for it. <laughs> Where do you live, Kelly? About a drink away. That's a nice neighborhood. And that, like we see his hand go all the way up her crack. Travis and this woman were made for each other, I think. That <laughs> was some, that was, that was, shit was getting real. That was yeah. awesome. Good yeah. for you, Travis. Yeah. So suddenly Bert steps to, to Travis with the pool cue, like claps him on the hand, like tells him to back off. Kelly asks. That's as far as you go, puke. Yeah. <laughs> puke. <laughs> Kelly's like, oh, so you've just now noticed that I've been gone this whole time and just starts like. Tongue down throat, making out with Travis. This woman is trouble, man. Yeah. Like a fight is inevitable. That's why she wants someone to get stabbed. If no, <laughs> if no one gets stabbed, then she hasn't done her job. I love that she's like, "Go away, Bert." Travis, like, "Yeah, Bert, go away." <laughs> yeah, that Bert, is, yeah, go Bert, away. go away. So they go back to dancing, oh and God. Bert grabs Travis by the collar and spins him around. 
throws a punch. Travis dodges, and poor Kelly catches the full force right in her face. And then he's like, shit, baby, I'm sorry. That would destroy her. She'd be dead. Like, it broken her nose a dozen different places. So Kelly is crying hysterically. <laughs> Travis is like, well, that's a good move, Bert. Don't take any lip from her. Like. Shit. He's such an instigator. Oh, man, yeah. So Sonny and Tommy see it's about to pop off, as does Coach Cuzo. Travis turns to walk away, but the, um, another redneck breaks a pool cue over his head. I don't understand why all the auxiliary rednecks are, like, ready to fight on behalf of Bert, who just punched a woman in the face. It's it's a clan mentality. And by clan, I mean capital K <laughs> clan mentality. So Don steps in. And apologizes for Travis, saying he's pretty drunk. And yeah, so we're fine. We're fine. We're gonna we're gonna leave. We're gonna get out of here. We we'll get out of here. But other guys start to put hands on both Don and Travis. Tommy then steps in and tells the guys that his buddies have apologized and they should leave them alone now. And they're he like, put some bass in his voice. Hey, hey, hey! Yeah, yeah, totally. I love that. Like, yeah. I was like, oh damn, okay. Yeah, Tommy. Well, he he works with kids all day, so he has that teacher voice, that PE teacher voice, because that that is like every every PE teacher you ever had. <laughs> So anyway, I love the guy's like, who the hell are you, shitbird? I love I love things like shitbird or or if you if you if none of you have watched uh, the show Reservation Dogs, shit ass is another great <laughs> another great hey, shit ass. pejorative. Don't, don't be a shit ass. Yeah. Lightning quick. Tommy kicks the cigarette dangling out of that guy's mouth. Just the cigarette. That shit was incredible. That stunt was fucking awesome. And the guy is like... Kudos to the stunt, man. Very impressive. And that's, Very impressive. That is, that is true. <laughs> so Tommy backs out of the situation saying they don't want to fight. They just want to leave. But Bert's like, I want him. I want his balls. <laughs> so Travis shoots back. Yeah, I thought you were missing a pair, asshole. So Bert breaks a beer bottle and it's like... It's. I guess it's going to be murder then. I guess that's the direction <laughs> we're going. Is that Bert's like Bert's ready to go to jail? That um, escalated quickly. Yeah. So Tommy <laughs> steps in, lays Bert out with a kick to the face. Though the music cranks up yeah. too. It was a song. The devil made me do it. Another golden earring song. And I was just like, Perhaps I the golden earring. I didn't realize they had a second song. <laughs> <laughs> so Sonny and Virgil jump into the fight. Meanwhile, Alex is still on the phone with Walter, oblivious to the mayhem. Dude, I thought as soon as Tommy dropped Bert with that kick, everybody should have just chilled out. Yeah, they should. Like, Holy uh, shit, did you just see what that dude did? Instead, it turned into a scene from Roadhouse. It was Roadhouse. Yeah. Alex is telling Walter, no, you can't drive the car. Uh, back out in the bar area, Team USA is kicking ass, as you'd expect, especially Tommy. Uh, Cuzo looks on... Over his little snifter of cognac. What was he drinking there? Is he had some brandy? Probably Hennessy. Okay. Probably (laughs) Hennessy in a little glass. Was this like a team building exercise for him? Yeah, probably. That's what I'm saying. He expected the mayhem. Um, At least as far as the formula of this movie is concerned, that's how it had to go down. Of course. So now more rowdy rednecks are crawling out of the woodwork. (laughs) But they're getting knocked back just as quickly as they're arriving from the mayhem. Alex guy... is like stays locked in on his phone call. Like, yeah. let me talk to grandma. Bodies are piling <laughs> up. Dude, Virgil was fighting dirty. Like he busted a pool cue over dude's head. I think he stomped on another guy's well, then balls. He, like, slung the Tiffany like pool lamp into the dude's face. I think he's that's what you call being attuned to your surroundings. Sure. It's like know your surroundings. So, yeah, from the mayhem, a guy comes like crashing into the phone area. And Alex, like, says goodbye and hangs up. He steps out <laughs> into the bar to see Sonny, like, laying a dude out. 
Tommy, we see back body drop a guy on the <laughs> pinball machine, like causes like an electrical fire, like uh-huh. sparks flying everywhere. Alex not wanting to miss out. Just like, I love that. He's like, like walking with a purpose he down the thing. He's like, yeah. This dude who I don't even think wanted was like looking to fight anybody. That, that dude was probably trying to like Leave. go escape. Yeah. <laughs> he like clotheslines him. No, it seemed like the whole thing seemed like it was escalating quickly in there. Yeah. Like to somebody was going to get killed Team soon. USA has a bloodlust. So yeah, that uh, Sonny runs a dude's head into a post. This is just like Detroit. Uh, I guess. Yes. Yeah, sure. Don is sort of like. Softly tries to punch a guy in the yeah. chest or something. Yeah, one of the rednecks punches Travis, who at that moment finally seems to recover from the blow to the head. He scoops that dude up and drops him through a table. Alex, if, if Dalton had stepped out, you would not have been surprised. Yeah, like you know, it was just seemed like a scene from Roadhouse. Yeah, exactly. Then Alex kicks the dude through the like the huge front plate glass window, and destroys. that was a huge like amount of damage. Yeah, like. <laughs> And Jennings is going to get the bill, the, the bill for it. So yeah, Sonny lays out one last guy who crashes into the bar right next to Cuzo, who announces loudly that that is quite enough, and it's time for the team to go. Right? Who's on the hook for all this damage? They Jennings. just like they just walk out. Jennings or no one? <laughs> they just leave. Maybe no one. The insurance. They, yeah, they all paid it. cash, and where are you going to come find us? We you got insurance, you. don't you? Yeah, exactly. So he he has to basically drag Travis, who's like putting the boots to Bert. <laughs> It was like some Joe Pesci, like Goodfellas shit. Yeah. Like he was having to get dragged away. He couldn't get enough boots in. So Alex throws his arm around Tommy, telling him that at least one of those moves was really good. <laughs> but but Tommy seems forlorn, saying, you know, I didn't want to fight. I didn't All I fight. wanted was a beer. But shit happens. Is, yeah, man. Is what Alex said to him. So Ebert made a great point about this scene in particular, where he just said, there are basically there are zero repercussions. Right. Like it's never mentioned again that this happened. Right. But like if if the USA karate team had been involved in a barroom brawl, like with dozens of people injured, yeah. that would have been in the news. Yeah, like, if, they, if they said USA gymnastics and maybe it's not as gymnastics. Really, I'm saying if USA yeah, gymnastics yeah. team, like the men's gymnastic team, like destroyed a bar and beat the fuck out of some locals and you would hear about it yeah it'd be like oh fuck and they would have been they just they would have been barred from competition probably exactly this would be like national type headlines yeah anyway <laughs> not in this movie my friend no we just roll we just move on and with that we close this second chapter and our exciting rundown of best of the best Whew. what do you guys that, think that was action packed it I'm was a- it really was i'm heated <laughs> I can't I'm wait to hear clint. what's going to happen next. What? I feel like there might actually be some some Are we going to progress the plot anymore? Yeah, still we have nothing has changed from the end of the first little episode. Literally did. the the recap for this next one will be in episode 2 there was a bar fight. They got into a barroom brawl. They all met each other at summer camp and then there was a fight. Yes. And if you hear us say that verbatim in the next episode, don't be mad. We warned you. You were warned. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> We'll be back. We'll be back. <laughs>